Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faithlift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. The people have gone through so many emotions as they begin to understand the sacred scriptures. They learned that God says, you are not alone, and they've also learned that God has said, um, you alone are the Lord, that God chose Abram to become Abraham, that he heard their cry in Egypt and he brought them out, that he provided rules and regulations for them and laws that would keep them safe and help them. And then the people have celebrated all of this with a feast, um, and there, it's, it is this chance to draw closer to God. But the thing is, as we read through this, we wonder, was God ever far away? And the truth is, no. Mm-mm. No, he was always there. So we're going to learn today about God's response to the Israelites. So I'm going to read from Nehemiah chapter 9, verses 16 through 25, out of the NIV. But they, our ancestors, became arrogant and stiff-necked, and they did not obey your commands. They refused to listen and failed to remember the miracles you performed among them. They became stiff-necked and in their rebellion appointed a leader in order to return to their slavery. But you are a forgiving God. Excuse me, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Therefore, you did not desert them, even when they cast for themselves an image of a calf and said, This is your God who brought you up out of Egypt, or when they committed awful blasphemies. Because of your great compassion, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. By day, the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way they were to take. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths. You gave them water for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, nor did their feet become swollen. You gave them kingdoms and nations, allotting to them even the remotest frontiers. They took over the country of Sihon, king of Heshbon, and the country of Og, king of Bashan. You made their children as numerous as the stars in the sky, and you brought them into the land that you told their parents to enter and possess. Their children went in and took possession of the land. You subdued before them the Canaanites who lived in the land, and you gave the Canaanites into their hands, along with their kings and the people of the land, to deal with them as they pleased." They captured fortified cities and fertile land. They took possession of houses filled with all kinds of good things, wells already dug, vineyards, olive groves, and fruit trees in abundance. They ate to the full and were well nourished. They reveled in your great goodness. So as we look at the homework, let's just kind of take a look at what God's the, the people had um, done these things, these actions, and then God's responses to those. So one of the things, um, the attitudes and the actions um, that were listed at the beginning, and actually for several times throughout, he says that they were stiff-necked. And that always, um, I don't know, I just think that's a funny phrase, like to be stiff-necked. And so I looked it up. I was like, hmm. Okay, what does stiff-necked really mean? And it says that it's of a person or their behavior being haughty and stubborn. Mm -hmm. And some cinnamons synonyms (laughs) would have been um, or are stubborn, obstinate, mulish, 
pig-headed, unyielding, inflexible, unbending, Mm. intractable, uncompromising, obdurate. Mm. So how about, like, those are some really... Mm. Those are strong, mm -hmm. harsh words. Those are strong words. And a lot of times um, people use the phrase stiff-necked fools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I think when I hear that, it's like, I think that because it's based on not reality, not not the reality of the situation going on. I just have this opinion. This is what I think. Mm, that's right. And this is why yeah. it's going to be. And, and that's I why am they're not fools. Not going to change yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah. They can't possibly see the other side. Right. The uncompromising to compromise with someone, you have to be willing to see their side or mm-hmm. see what's mm-hmm. going on. They're not willing to see it. It's like this is my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. So that's an arrogance too. Absolutely. Arrogance is involved in that stiff neckness. And they've been called stiff necked. How many times? Pretty much from the beginning. All the time, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's quite a statement. I know that I can be stiff-necked sometimes. Um, but for a whole nation to be called stiff-necked mm-hmm. repeatedly? Yikes. Right. I'm thinking of the way that I'm stiff. I, I have a lot of ways that I'm stiff-necked. I'm just trying to figure out how I see that in my own life. It's like I have to have my particular routines. Or I get all messed up. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Um, the one question I uh, said, list attitudes and actions that people had to God's goodness. And so there's some scripture written down, and I read those. Should I read them real quick, or do we have time for that? Well, I mean, what do they talk about? They stiff neck? Does it? Well, in particular, um, in numbers, um they saw the giants in the land, mm-hmm. and so this is what they were saying. If only we had died in Egypt, <laughs> the Nephilim will kill us. Our wives, our children taken, they'll plunder us. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? We should just choose a leader and go back. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces in front of the whole assembly, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, we we were better off in Egypt in over and slavery. Over yeah. You know, Not just should, captivity, but straight up slavery. Yes, yes. Um, but that's you know that's basically their their bad attitude. Uh, in Exodus, it says, "If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There, we sat around pots of meat and ate all of the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death." <laughs> So that's kind of interesting. Like they're they're thinking of reality in the way they are perceiving reality. They're not necessarily seeing things the way they truly are. For example, they are now free and not slaves. Right. And um, they had to have been hungry when they were slaves. I can't imagine that oh, they yeah. were really sitting around right. yeah. pots full giant of giant pots. Yeah. Just re- relaxing. Next <laughs> yeah. Taking it easy. Maybe between pyramids, but I don't know about. <laughs> How often do we do this ourselves, though? Really? Mm. Looking back for the good old days. Yeah. Mm. And we don't see things. You know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty, but um, so often we look through the rose-colored glasses at our twenty twenty vision. Mm. <laughs> well, and that's not reality. Living in the past is not reality, right? This is reality right now, where we are, what we're doing. This is real. Yeah, when I deal with people in general, just in my life, and and they are stiff-necked, one of the questions I always want to ask them is, how is this helpful? 
Mm-hmm. How is this attitude helpful to you? It's keeping you in slavery. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, this, this not deciding that reality is not reality. How, how is this helpful to you? And so that's another thing is like, so then we hear this thing is like my truth versus your truth, that whole, oh, yeah, that whole thing. The truth is, that's an opinion. Mm. My opinion mm-hmm. versus your opinion. Mm-hmm. But how wonderful it is for us to have truth that stands the test of time and it isn't, isn't one person's or a version on this person's. It's God's truth. Right. It doesn't fluctuate. Right. Um, it's stable. The truth is stable. Mm-hmm. It's always the same. Um, C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity says, you know, when people are fighting, mm-hmm. um, or I think he used the word quarrel, quarreling, Probably. When, they're, where, when they're quarreling, neither one throws out the standard that you should be like this. They don't throw the standard out. They just say, you're not living up to the standard. I'm living up to it better. Not you. I'm living up to it. But they're all agreeing on the standard. When you watch people argue, the standard, a wife should, a wife should be caring and loving towards her husband. A husband should be caring and loving towards his wife. They never throw that standard out. Mm-hmm. They'll stay with that, but they'll fight like you're not living up to it. <laughs> so there's a standard. There's a truth mm-hmm. that's undermining this. Mm-hmm. Undergirds, Undergirds, probably a better way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Israelites have been stiff-necked, not obedient. They've not remembered all of the ways that God has provided for them. Um, but he didn't forsake them. Nope. Boy, when they started that business about, we were better off in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> I might you have know, been right? a little upset with that. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. It's incredible that he was still patient and still forgiving. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, they refused to listen. Mm-hmm. It's not only just the remembering. You know, I, oh, man, I forgot about that law. You know, I forgot that commandment or whatever. No. Yeah, we see it. We know it. Yeah. We don't care. We're not doing that. We're not doing it. Yeah. Deliberate and intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It was deliberate and yeah. intentional. Have you ever done anything like that? Heavens, uh, no. Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. And this is, um, this is something that I do on a regular basis, and I've not yet had to pay the consequence. But in the city that I live in, there is apparently a law that you are not allowed to drink while you are driving. I don't mean like imbibe. I mean like it's you like can't have Starbucks. a cup of water. Or, this yeah. is our, poor, our dear Suzanne who has a drinking problem, if you remember. Yes, <laughs> pouring coffee straight down the middle of my shirt. Um, I always have a cup of coffee with me. So I leave my house in the morning and I take my kids to school and then I go to school. Mm-hmm. And when I go to put all my books and my stuff in the car, I have my bag and I have my purse and I have in one hand my cup of coffee and in my other hand my cup of water. And I go in and sit in this class with a dozen other people and on my desk I put my book and I put my notebook and then I have my coffee cup and I have my water cup and then I don't have any more room on my desk. But when I am driving to school, I am drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not supposed to do that, and I don't care. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I have not had to pay the consequence for that yet, other than the fact that I've had to show up places with coffee Coffee down the front of me. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, when the bottom falls out of your your drink, because you're not in a... 
using a good cup and the bottom falls out of it and you're driving down I-75 and there's a huge storm and um, your whole entire drink pours out on your lap and you can't pull over because there's nowhere to pull over to drive so or dry off so you have to ride for three and a half more hours. You really do have drinking problems. I do. I do. It's an issue. So part of that law, one of the things I decided is I'll take a glove, make it look like, and kind of stuff it, attach it to my dashboard so it would just kind of stay up there (laughs) and look like I had a hand up there because the law is written like two hands on the wheel and it was like, well, they don't have to both be mine. Was my thinking. (laughs) You didn't say whose hands they had to be. But there's two hands on the wheel, right? (laughs) Do you sense our spirit of rebellion? Oh my goodness. I think we need some confession here. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I am a little stiff-necked on that, aren't I? I realize that. When you go to that level to try to get around a lot, yeah, that's a- I didn't actually make it. I didn't actually make it. I just really thought that through big. <laughs> I was just blatantly like, nah, I'm not doing right. that. Right. <laughs> you can't make me. You can't make me. Oh, I was going to sell Catch the hands. Me first. <laughs> I was going to sell the hands in our city as a special. <laughs> that's where Ooh, I went a little a bit lot too money. far. Make a lot of money. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not respecting authority. Yeah. I know, but sometimes things like that, like that law, I think is so stupid. I mean, it's not. <laughs> but I'm, I always have a cup of coffee or a bottle of water in the car with me. Yeah, and if I didn't drink all day, my water, I'd never get it down. You know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to do my eight ounce, my eight glasses. So I can't, I, I live in my car. For my job. Well, I know. <laughs> we did talk about it before, though, when Suzanne, the first time you talked about spilling your coffee. And I think um, it's an okay law because when you're drinking, you're tipping your mm-hmm. head unless you're using a straw. Which is that's against the rules now, too. A plastic well, straw. Well, not if you buy. If you, if you buy. You can have your metal straw. Yeah. Oh, you could have a metal straw. And burn your lips mm-hmm. off. <laughs> With the coffee. With the coffee. So the metal coffee straw. out of a metal straw. <laughs> oh, oh that it could be dangerous. That's all I'm saying. It could be dangerous. So if we were caught in that law, we would pay a penalty. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we'd have to, um, I don't know, whether it's paying a fine or whatever Probably it is that we'd have to do. Yeah, but God didn't, didn't exact that out of the Israelites. With all the things that they had done, he sure didn't do that. He just kept giving and kept giving and kept giving and kept giving. Yeah, and that's that unrelenting love of Jesus. Yeah. His God. Mm-hmm. Um, but how it, it, it... Well, they did pay well, a consequence. Yeah, I was going to say. Go ahead. I mean, they wandered for 40 years. That right. that trip shouldn't have taken that long. No. Um, and they, they had to... exile. Yeah, and then they were exiled because of their idolatry. Okay, so God's the tougher than the police. That we <laughs> the curses, you know, that we yeah. talked about earlier for not obeying. Yeah. So, but not he didn't um, he didn't cut himself off from them. Right. They, right. They, could, they were always welcome to come back mm-hmm. to him. So there were consequences. Is there are consequences for us? Mm-hmm. You know, whether they're from the police officer, a stained blouse, you know, that you have to go to your officers class with all down the front of you. You know, there's, there, there are, are consequences, consequences, but God will always take you back. Yeah. And I think that's what we see. His, um, his compassion never fails. Can you, know. you, can you imagine if you're struggling with something? I can't right now think of 
something that I'm actually struggling with where it would look like this. But if you guys come up with something, let me know. Um, but we're, um, oh, where it's like, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then it's like, oh, I love you. Here, got this. Here's provision, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, no, really, you don't want to help me out. You and like, oh, here you are. Thank you so much, God. I'm so scared <laughs> about this, God. I can't handle this. It's like, yeah, I gotcha. Okay, got it. Where the constant response, if you were in a it, it, living in a situation like um, that, where the response would constantly be, "I believe in you. I love you. You're mine. I have you. You're restored. This is what it's like to be resting. This is what's good for you. This is the way I've created you. This is, you know, in the midst of for me falling apart. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, this is awful. Oh, I can't do this. And God's response is constantly. I've got you. Mm, this is what. Yeah. Oh, on top of that, I will give you more. And I'm like, I, I don't deserve that. Mm. Well, I don't deserve it at the beginning in, right. in the first place, mm-hmm. you know. But then to have that response, could you just imagine living a life like that? You know, that's where that joy would come in, mm-hmm. in in all the circumstances and everything we do. And he's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, often in good marriages, that's what it looks like. But we're all imperfect people, and we don't do it perfectly. You know, we mess up and we create problems for each other. But what if our responses to our spouses were, "I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I know who you are. Let me pray over you. Mm-hmm. Let's pray together about this. You're not alone." Mm-hmm. I wonder how that yeah. would change our lives That's and how we walk in our saying. lives. That's yeah. <clears throat> so we. We ended up in Michigan mm-hmm. um, through, it was not an easy journey to get here. Mm-hmm. It was not an easy journey to get here. Um, in the last 18 months, 19 months now, um, my husband has had major reconstructive back surgery. Wow. Was home um, for two and a half months recovering from that um, on disability oh um, because he's five millimeters taller now um, oh, from wow. all the stuff that they put in him. Um, but uh, then went back to work and was there for three weeks and he was a, con- a government contractor and they lost their contract. And so he was there for three weeks and then didn't have a job. And then he was, um, there were three months that he was out of work, and I went back to work full-time, which was a huge change. And then um, he got the job that he has now here, which we said we are not moving there. And um, (laughs) he, we did, obviously. um, But from the time that he was officially offered the position to the time that he started was 16 days. So Mm. we packed up our entire lives and uprooted everything in our entire lives, put it on a truck, and moved across the country in 16 days. Oh, wow. Wow. And that was Mm. very definitely one of those times. And we've had a couple times like this in our life um, where it was like, God, this is not what I signed up for. Mm. I don't like this, and I'm scared, and it's not good. It doesn't feel good. And this is not how it's supposed to be. I mean, I said out loud, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I want, and I don't 
like it. Mm-hmm. But God showed up over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. was like, I've got you. You're mine. I love you. Do you see these people here? They're going to be you. You know, they're here for you. Do you see this moving here? This is moving for you. Look what I'm doing for you. Mm-hmm. Look how I have this planned out. Look at all of the good things that I have done for you and for your family. Have you ever been hungry? Have you ever been homeless? Have you ever been threadbare? No, no. never, because he has always, always, always provided. And that was definitely, I mean, just that's a lot to have going on mm-hmm. in life. That's a lot of big life changes. Yeah. Um, and God just constantly has showed up. Oh. And just said, I've got it. And yeah. I, I love you and, and I have good for you. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So wow. that's the way it could yeah. look if you're really focused on God. Yeah. If you're really continuing to look for him, you can still get through those hard times. And sometimes not even when you're focused on it. Because honestly, <laughs> sometimes I was just like, I can't do this. Like just wallowing, you know, like this isn't right. This isn't how it's supposed to be. This is not what I imagined. And this is not what I want. But he still sometimes just has to hit you with a two by four and go, but look, Mm -hmm. but the mighty hand of God, but my mighty hand, but my graciousness, but my goodness, look at all of this. So, yeah, and that sounds like a difference. Like you can still be mad or be upset or be struggling and going through something hard. The Israelites were stiff-necked. Mm-hmm. That's that's a difference there. Once yeah. you become stiff-necked and in your own kingdom, like my kingdom is going to happen, then you got to solve your own problems, right? But but if you say, God, this is too hard, this is too hard, and you're still connected with God, you still have that opportunity to be with Him, the provision for Him to ease your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, God brought that through Nehemiah for them mm-hmm. um, and through the king of Cyprus um, who let the first wave of exiles return. Yes, we have a chart on that. Yes. So we're going to say yes, but we'll check it out later. <laughs> you know, he, he just brings all of these people along mm-hmm. for everybody. You know, he puts different people in in your lives and in your paths and... He always works out what he wants to have happen. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. And it's always good mm-hmm. if you're willing to loosen your neck. Well, yeah, you weren't stiff-necked. You might have been fussing about it. You know, I don't really want to go. This is not what I thought it was going to be. But you moved forward and came Yeah. Michigan. So I think that is a difference. You know, you didn't just put your foot down and say, no, I'm not doing that. Well, and if we had, we would have been homeless and living (laughs) threadbare and hungry. (laughs) Kind of like egg Sally. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So God is forgiving his people. He's a God of forgiveness, and he wants to continue that relationship. Forgiveness usually has to happen when something wrong has happened, Mm -hmm. and there's that confession that we were dealing with the last time. And then the next step is the forgiveness, and God is a forgiving God. And a loving God. And what I notice is he's a pretty darn clear God. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is he wants you to understand what happened, what went wrong. 
So if your confession is, well, you know what? Terry did it. So I'm sorry about that, God. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work because it was my fault. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that needs, needs to take responsibility for that. So that's a big piece of the forgiveness. Yeah. And just a side note, Terry would never be the one to lead us into rebellion. No, no I think so. <laughs> it probably would be me. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. No. But. <laughs> Here's another thing. When people have wronged you, I'm just going to say a real quick thing on forgiveness. It doesn't mean the other person was right. If you choose to forgive right. them, if someone yes. has done something mm-hmm. really traumatic and horrible, you can forgive them. And it doesn't mean they were right. It doesn't mean it was okay. It just means you're willing to walk in a new place. Mm-hmm. So when we look at the Israelites, God isn't saying, oh, it's great that you guys did all that. He's not saying that. Mm-hmm. He's not saying it was okay. No, that's right. He's not. At all. He's getting a very clear picture. This is what happened. This is confession. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. Now let's make a choice. Let's move. We don't need to stay in exile. Let me take you to my holy, holy city. Yeah. In my very presence. And this is what forgiveness will be like. So there is evidence of forgiveness throughout the Bible. Yes. New Testament, Old mm-hmm. Testament, um, starting at the very beginning with Adam and Eve. Yep. You know, he said, You can eat anything in this garden except Mm-hmm. This one thing, and Eve was like, "Ah, oh, we're just gonna eat that." Come on, Adam. <laughs> I know. So wait, wait, wait. Time for a snack. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Okay, honey, right? right. You know, whatever you say, honey. Right. You know, <laughs> if, if mommy ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Let's keep mommy happy." <laughs> we're going I'm sure to eat that, that started fruit. in the Garden of yep. Eden. <laughs> so I could have passed by a fruit tree. An M&M tree would have taken me down. <laughs> I would have been climbing up in the tree. <laughs> I was going to say, have Adam up shaking. Yeah, shaking the M&M, M&M tree. Down. You just lay there with your mouth open, kitchen. <laughs> Why is that seeming so right to me right now? I don't know. We've kind of gone off the path, but everybody think of what your tree would be. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a tree, social media tree. You know, yeah. it's filled with likes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, you know, God... It was just two of them. There were only two people, and they sinned right away. But God saw that, and he said, okay, so that plan is not going like it (laughs) was anticipated. Um, And so he comes alongside them and forgives them, and he gives them clothing. Mm -hmm. And is it the easiest route? No, definitely not. Not what he had planned and not what he wanted for them. But he's still giving um, that forgiveness and that graciousness. And there were uh, circumstances. Consequences. Consequences. (laughs) There absolutely were. In my head, it was consequences Mm -hmm. in my mouth. Yeah, there were definitely consequences after that. They they couldn't get away from those things that they had put into um, motion. motion. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was, he was there with them. He could have just squished them and said, okay, let's start again. Let's start somewhere else. Yeah, but no, he's forgiving. Mm -hmm. And helped them them out in their um, embarrassment and their guilt. Mm -hmm. You want to cover up. I get that. We all, you know, want yeah, to cover easier to cover up yeah. our sin than to face it, confess it, and and move, you know, move past it. But he gives them coverings. He mm-hmm. does the animal sacrifice and gives them their covering that they wanted. And um, 
Yeah, he was. He's good. He's always good. So, and part of that, when, when with psychology, when we're working so, with someone, sometimes we do a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. It's like, here are the consequences. This is what happened. Oh, now here's how we can redeem this. You always, when you've got someone in a corner like that, you always need to give them a way out that's healthy, that's good. Because the mm-hmm. point of putting them in the corner is to limit the choices so that they will choose door one or door one. Mm-hmm. Or door yes. one, or, right? Okay. One, they can't one's handle one choice. through five, yeah. right? right. They, and so that's the point of putting someone in a corner like that, mm-hmm. the bad cop. These are the consequences. This is what's going on. So that they have an opportunity to make the right choice, mm-hmm. kind of choice. Um, but actually, it is a choice because they can choose to stay in that corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they can choose to, they could have chosen to not listen to God, right? So they are making that choice. But the point of that is to try and help them make the good choice to get themselves through. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what God does. Over there. and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad. Because if this Bible was about perfect people, oh, yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you mm-hmm. the I couldn't relate. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there are... Um, in our homework, we've been given a whole list of verses about um, the Lord being forgiving and ready to pardon, um, and we thought maybe we would read a couple of those. Angie, do you want to start out for us? I sure will. I'm going to read Exodus 34, verses 6 and 7. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, Mm -hmm. and sin. Terry, Mm want to read one for us? Yep. Psalm 103, verses 10 through 12. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. I like that one. It's just awesome that you never, you just keep going and going. That's how far it, you can't. Get it. Can't you ever, can't find it. Yeah. yeah. Another, you're talking about the east and the west, yeah, right? Yeah, the east and the west, yeah. If people think about the globe, you can go east, 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 Forever. and never meet west. Yeah. Yeah. No. Just get that little picture. Just noodle on that, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I like in Second Peter 3, 9, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come mm-hmm. To repentance. Mm-hmm. Everyone. He wants everyone. Everyone. Yeah. I like the um, different perspe- perception of slowness, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do we go, okay, Jesus, if you would just come right now, just, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, I yeah. just yeah. take now. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. But no. Yeah. So I was saying like like the way when I read this verse, every time it's like, is some understand slowness? And I go, I think I understand slowness. And, <laughs> and this is feeling slow. <laughs> it was like really slow. Slow like a kindergartner tying their own shoe. Oh. Yeah, yeah that would be pretty slow. For Pain, us. Painfully slow. Yes. <laughs> for, for us, infertility. We dealt with infertility um, for years. Mm-hmm. And then when um, I became pregnant, our kids, my best friend, her son was born within 10 days. 
And so they grew up together. So it's like God had this great plan. Great plan. And it was good that I didn't get my way and I was able to wait. Mm-hmm. I had to wait. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. Anyway. That's sweet. Yeah. So the verse that I wanted to read was Romans 5, 6 through 10. For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. But God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the love of Christ. When I see that all throughout Nehemiah, is this, um, love, it's easy to love someone who loves you. But to turn and love your enemy like that, and to turn and love someone who's saying we are better off in Egypt for mm-hmm. all that, mm-hmm. actively against you, actively, yeah. actively, intentionally mm-hmm. stiff-necked against you, yeah, to still have that love, mm-hmm. and still be loving. That mm-hmm. to me is so amazing. And when I think of who I was um, before I came to Christ, I was, I was like a super hot mess. Like, I don't, why would God even take the time? is the thought that I have. And and he did. And he and the thing is it wasn't just when I came to him. It's been the years previous where he was wooing me. Mm-hmm. So he has those long plans. Yeah. yeah. That makes you thankful for his slowness. You're right. Yeah. A little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> well would somebody like to pray us out today? I will. Okay. Uh, Lord, we're just so thankful for your word. We're so thankful for Nehemiah, for the, um, once again, just for the example he is to us. We're so thankful, um, myself, most of all, Lord, for your compassion, that you're slow to anger, that you're quick to forgive, uh, because I need it. I need it all the time, and I'm so thankful that you're right there to, to give it to me whenever I call out to you. I just pray, Lord, if there are any women that are calling out to you today um, for forgiveness, for newness of life, for salvation, that you will be quick to answer them, that you will um, let them feel your compassion and your love as you draw them to yourself and to draw them into your arms. And Lord, we just pray that um, as we do this study and we do this podcast, that um, whoever listens, women, men, uh, and any others who can understand, (laughs) just pray, Lord, that it will be clear to them. Our love for you will be clear and that uh, the way is open for them at any time. We thank you for that and we um, just ask your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And cut.